Take me out to the ball game. What's up, Win Surge fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Surge Cast. I'm your host. My name is Scotty German, and alongside me, as usual, I have none other than the voice of the Wichita Wind Surge, Mr. Tim Grubb. We're off and running. We are off and running, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, the first series we played away right. uh, against the Springfield Cardinals and uh, took that series. Yeah, we won uh, two out of three. Yeah. So we won the first two, lost the last one. Mm-hmm. So that was good. You know, it's always when you're on the road, yeah. you know, split or win a series. And uh, that's a ballpark we've had a lot of success in over mm-hmm. the last. We've never lost a series in Springfield. Oh, um, really? I and now I we're working on year three. We go back again in May. Yeah. So uh, I hate that I'm not, pu- I'm not, I hope I'm not putting the uh, cart in front of the horse and, sure. you know, jinxing it. Way to jinx it. Jim. Yeah. You never want to say a term like that and as a broadcaster and then it's, yeah. you know. Guy you just goes told to me f- you're superstitious <laughs> off the air before we <laughs> yes. start recording this and then there he is. He drops it. Uh, yeah. But no, it was really cool. They uh, we had the away series. You guys uh, got to start a day early, so that way you got to come come back home. And yeah, and we had spend, the double off yeah. day, um, which was great for pitchers. It was yeah. great. It was even though the players, you know, are all in a different city, but it was nice to have Easter Sunday. Yeah. Um, you know, I live here year round, yeah. so I was able to go to brunch with my wife and daughter, and and look at her watch. You know, find Easter eggs right. and do the whole Easter stuff. And then Monday, even though we still didn't have a game. Always great to have a full-fledged prep day for the home opener. There's so many things to do, um, and it was it was nice to get ready to roll. So, Absolutely. and now we're off and running. Yeah. You know, uh, I always dread this week. I always love this week and dread this week. This is yeah. my favorite week of the year, mm-hmm. but I dread it coming because all of a sudden, you know, it's six months of planning. Yeah, all squeezed into one day, and no matter how much planning you do. There's some stuff that you cannot do until the last moment. There's yeah. just the twin, you know, we don't get the players to the last moment. We don't get this to the, you know, there's just things that you know. And it went off without a hitch. It was an awesome night at Riverfront. Oh, absolutely. Opening nights uh, over this last week was amazing. Uh, but I, I think a lot of people, and I'm sure they probably, if they really thought about it, they'd see, you know, they'd understand how much goes into opening week or opening day just in general. Because you, you're right. Uh, I mean, I, I get to talk to a lot of you guys that put on the the whole ordeal, you know, every, all the employees at Riverfront Stadium. It's a big deal, man. It's a big deal. I, I mean, you're basically preparing months and months in advance for this, building it's, stuff. It's incredible. As great as the ballpark is and as awesome and as high tech as it is, because I've worked in a lot of... Behind the sure. behind the times ballparks in my twenty some years, it's amazing that in six months, you know, we had we played a game September twenty second, I think was the last home game, mm-hmm. and even though we had some football games, that when you turn those things on in March yeah. for the first time in a few months, and it's like, well, what happened? Right, it worked completely fine the last time I touched this button, and it's amazing <laughs> how many times things don't work. Now the good thing is, you know. We, we tested everything in March, and there were a couple things that kind of, um, you know, went awry early sure. on uh, Tuesday night. But uh, I think most of them were behind the scenes, and, yeah. you know, we got them all worked out. Come Wednesday, I think it was smooth sailing, and we're off and running, and we yeah. had our first Friday night um, here at the ballpark. And it seems like we're rolling, and we're, we're closing in on the first homestand. We go out of town for a week. Fortunately, it's another quick trip. This went to Tulsa. Yep. And then we're back to take on Cardinals. Yeah. 
um, next week at Riverfront. Absolutely. And, and But I do want to get back to opening night. It was a great night. It was, uh, I think, the highest attendance uh, ever yeah. at Riverfront Stadium, which was a huge deal. I was there with a group of people. We had an absolute blast. I'm hanging out with a whole bunch of comedians causing a ruckus. But God, everybody had fun. Everybody had fun. And I have to compliment the city of Wichita, our, our front office staff. Jay Miller mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, instrumental in bringing base per- affiliated affiliated baseball, baseball to Wichita back yeah. to Wichita. He was here for the groundbreaking. Yeah. He was here. He was the first one on the ground. Um, mm-hmm. As soon as Lou signed all the papers, Jay was here in January of 2019, shaking hands, going to all the functions, yeah. selling season tickets, the whole works. Worked in those trailers for you know, basically almost a year and a half. I remember those trailers, man. Yeah, and he was doing <laughs> everything. And then 2020 went. Kaput, no matter what you want to say. Yeah. Jay wasn't here. We end up doing 2021 and 2022 without him. He comes back in January of 2023 with the new ownership. And his first staff meeting, he said, I want my very first wind surge game to be a sellout. Yeah. And we fell a little short of what is officially a sellout. Sure. But I think when it's all said and done, it was great. It I mean, was. to have the largest crowd ever, and to have the to have the seating bowl sold out forty eight hours before first yes. pitch is awesome. And it was a, a compliment to the city, to yeah. Jay, to the entire wind surge. Everybody got behind it. Oh yeah, everybody was like, you know what? It's a Tuesday in April. Can we really sell this game out? Yeah, well, but. Pretty much we did. I mean, to have that big of a crowd. I do think we're going to get a sellout later this year. Probably. But we just need to circle the calendar and do the same thing and say this is the night we're going to target. And the best part about it is Kansas weather actually cooperated cooperated for once. It was an absolutely perfect night. There was just a little bit of a breeze. It was like, it felt like it was 70. I don't know exactly what the temperature was, but it was was like 71 at first pitch. The second day was in the mid 70s. The Friday night game was 80. It was high winds, but it was 80. Now Saturday is 55. Yeah. So welcome to Kansas. It's, that's right. But I mean, it was a perfect night. And, I, and I, I know a lot of people probably understand that there's a lot to go into it. But I think the, the coolest thing in the world was you had the national anthem go off without a hitch. But timing that plane to fly over right after she was finished, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. And it was almost perfect. I think a little bit of the delay that it was there was even more perfect because you could see it coming. As soon as it was home of the brave, the plane was over the skyline. Yeah, Like, I know it's coming. And I'm standing there, you know, you know, you Being allegiant, and, yeah. and you, I could see it as you could see, and you, and actually, I think it's almost better that way. I do too. Um, and the what you talked about the timing, yes, think about it. Everything's got to be in sync of when the team takes the field, when the anthem starts. The singer is timed two or three times before this all happens, right? Days leading up, all right. How long everybody sings the national anthem a little longer, a little shorter, yeah. Um, if they're off by 10 seconds, if they go faster, <laughs> yes. you know how we all are. You and I are, you know, we perform at times mm-hmm. or whatever. Sometimes when you rehearse, you speak a lot slower. Yes. You get in front of 8,000 people, you might hurry some things up. So, I mean, it's amazing. So that all of a sudden... That could impact everything. Yeah, and that's just on the singer. Don't, that's don't just even... On, I'm just blaming the singer. Yeah. No, I'm not even blaming them, because I don't even know if their timing was off. But there's just so many things. Yeah. And the, Elvin, our promo guy. Yeah. And, and and the team, the starting pitcher, making sure he's ready in the, the bullpen. The pilot flying the, the plane. Pilot. 
<laughs> yeah. What time to take off. Oh, it's so crazy. From McConnell and how long does it exactly take? You know, in the air, you don't have traffic, but right, still, right, you have exactly. to still sync it up. But it's still extremely impressive, and it was a phenomenal night. You ended up having a pitcher's duel. It was back and forth. You had guys touching 95, 96 mile yep. an hour throughout the game, and uh, it ended up in the wind surge favor, so that's a way to kick off the season. It really was. Yeah. It was great. We scored two in the bottom of the eighth, uh, came in to close it off in the top of the ninth inning, uh, won the next night, uh, lost the first Turbo Tubs night. Yeah. Uh, won a Tumba Vaca's night with four homers. Yep. We hadn't hit. You know, we went the first... We went the first series in Springfield without a homer, mm -hmm. and Hammonds Field in Springfield is one of the more home run friendly ballparks in the league. So I was a little concerned. Right. Went the home opener and the next day without a homer. Yeah. So I was starting to really be like, okay, are we going to be that team that doesn't hit homers? But uh, erupted on Friday with yeah. four bombs. Um, and, you know, you had three coming in. Right. And you had four in one night. So it's always funny when you look at the total and you, you doubled your, you did more than double your season right. total in one night. Absolutely. And now, now that the season is officially kicked off, you've already got numbers starting to go. Uh, mm -hmm. We've already got a, a hit streak going, if I remember Yeah, Brooks correctly. Lee's got a hit in each and every game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yorner Fajardo has a hit in all but one game. Um, Junior Severino hit a bomb last night, yeah. or I should say Friday night. Um, I don't have the number because the TrackMan device didn't work at oh. the moment. Now, with that being said, there is ways they can still figure it out. With video and everything like that, yeah. they'll figure it out. I'll know the number yeah. probably in the next 24 hours, but it was, um, you know, 460, 70-ish, yeah. you know, I mean, that's just a bomb. ball. It was a bomb. Straight away center field, you know where the batter's eye is. That's a that oh, yeah. blank space. It went just to the left. It hit the camera operator. Nice. That has the high home, that has the center field camera. Nice. It hit his camera. He bailed. He didn't get hit. Yeah. Good move by Garrett. And I know we probably have kids that listen to this show, but if you're an outfielder and, you, and you, you're out in the outfield and you see somebody connect like that, no matter what, at least kind of run towards the fence just to kind of make your pitcher feel okay. I always love the Barry Bonds never even turn Don't around. Don't even turn around. I mean, around. even though it's so wrong in so many ways, and you know, you always say to people that that's not the way to play the game but on tv it just but it was so rude to the pitcher that he would just stand there and the ball would fly over his head and it would be gone by a hundred feet and you're like wow i'll never forget it i did it one time and that's all it took i did it one time and there was a there was a kid who, who ended up i think even going and playing in, in minor league ball when i was in high, or you know whatever when i was in high school he hit one left center and i was in center field and i did i just kind of turned and looked at it i didn't move a single inch and my pitcher was so mad yeah. you don't i don't think anybody ever thought about that when players yeah. big league players started to do that but it is probably the most disrespectful oh, thing is. you can do <laughs> But anyways, uh, but we got that. Uh, and then obviously now with the, with, with the season kicking off, there's already going to be some injuries in the major leagues. And so we're going to have movement throughout the, throughout the beginning of the season. And that's going to happen. Yeah. So uh, Louis Varland is already in the big leagues. Yep. Um, he opened the year in AAA, was with us almost all of last year. Matt Walner's in the big leagues, opened the year in AAA. Yep. Guys that people thought maybe have a chance to make the big league roster, Probably were disappointed at the end of spring training that they didn't. And all of a sudden, here we are mid-April. They're already up. Edward yeah. Julian made his big league debut. What a night for Julian. He gets called up to the big leagues. He, in his first game against the New York Yankees at the Bronx, historic Yankee Stadium, 
He leads the game off with a single. The Twins bat around in the first, nice. and he hits a home run in the first inning. That's a game, dude. In his second at bat. He is the eighth player in Major League Baseball history, which I'm surprised it's eight. Yeah. He's the eighth player in Major League Baseball history to hit a homer and have a hit in his first two at bats in the same inning. The eighth? The eighth. Holy When smokes. I saw the stat, I was like, that he might be the first to ever do that. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was, How when is I that read the it, eighth? I mean, baseball's been around for hundred some years, but I was still shocked. How who was the other seven guys that did that? I don't know. That's crazy. <laughs> That's nuts. I would I mean, have it's never still incredible that. whenever it's a single digit. Whenever somebody says he's the and it's a single digit and yeah. they say MLB history, right. it is an incredible thing to say. Oh yeah. But I thought it'd be First or second. Maybe it happened. I think uh, everything has happened Oh, before, I'm sure. And especially when they start keeping stats, and you've got guys going all the way back to the early 1900s whenever right. they weren't really throwing that hard. Well, yeah, you go back and, you know, I mean, the one thing, you know, everybody talks about the different eras, but there was a time in baseball where if you hit the you hit a home run and it bounced on the warning track and went over the wall. It was a home, home run. Home run, yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's been a book rule double or ground rule double now for as long as I remember. Yeah. But there was a time that that was a home run. So there are players who have some sure. padded stats because of that. That's true. But there also was ballparks like the Polo Grounds, which right. was like you 465 could to straightaway center. Yeah, to center, but you could bunt the ball over the left field fence or right field right. fence. So there are a lot of yeah. weirdness about the game, and I, right. I think that's what makes it so great. I do, too. Football's... Every field's the, the same. same. Yeah, you know, obviously some are grass, some are turf, some are indoor, some are outdoor. But the dimensions are exactly yeah. the same. Basketball, hockey, all the same. Right. So I mean, it is the one sport. Right. That there are some quirks and that, there are yeah. a lot of differences. And that's the most. I think probably the most famous baseball park in in the major leagues right now is probably Fenway. It's Fenway. the oldest park, but everybody knows what the Green Monster is. You know, I grew up as in a National League town, watching you know the Pittsburgh yeah. Pirates, and back then. You know, you didn't watch a lot of American League baseball. Sure. You had the game of the week. Yeah. You know, a lot of stuff. I remember, I don't know how old I was. I remember the very first time I saw a Red Sox game. Really? And I probably, and I'd, but I would already been watching baseball for a while. My dad had been taking me to Pirates games and all that sort of stuff. And I remember seeing it and going, what in the, I remember just being amazed by that huge wall. Oh, not, yeah. Not even really understanding that it's shorter right. than, you know, what the dimensions are mm -hmm. in, at Riverfront or, uh, you know, with Three Rivers, which is the stadium I grew up going to. Sure. But I remember that. And, oh, it's, yeah. and it was just like being just like that beautiful green wall. And I always thought that Sitco sign was like literally in the ballpark. Oh, really? And then the first time I went to Fenway and I realized it was blocks away and it's a real gas station. Yeah. It's not, it is. It's, it's, it's not, real. Not, it's not signage at the ballpark whatsoever. Right. But of course, you know, you see the highlights and Carlton Fisk's home run, oh, and, yeah. you know, from the seventies and all that stuff. It's, 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 I think it's thing of beauty. I yeah. think it is obviously Fenway and Wrigley are the two, the two big ones. Yeah. The two big ones. And then there's all the, the uh, modern day ones yeah, and, and all that and LA, I, LA's the third. And that was, LA's the third I think oldest. it was the seventies if I remember when it was. I think was it's the sixties. Was it the sixties? Yeah. Okay. I mean, obviously they've had major renovations and it's sure. unique because it's built into a ravine. Right. And it's really cool yeah. because when you come in behind home plate, you're on level six. Yeah. But if you come in in center field, you're on level 
Mobile One. Yeah. And so it, the way they built it, it I think is it's like, neat, very. But, neat. And I think you're right. I think that's probably the coolest part about the game. You're playing in all these areas, and you have to, as an outfielder, you have to learn how to play defense out in an outfield like at Fenway. And Manny Marie, or Manny Ramirez was one of the best ones. He's one of the best ones. It's it's crazy, but yeah. that was uh, it's kind of crazy because cool. he's not known for no. I mean, he's known for his <laughs> offense. He's yes. not known for that. <laughs> right. But he learned that wall. Yeah. And did a great job of figuring it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, um, I mean, we've got uh, we've got a lot of stuff uh, coming up. Uh, we, uh, but I guess for the uh, MLB, we we haven't talked. I got Jordan Walker again. Uh, he played uh, for Springfield. He came through Wichita. We saw him a ton last year. Uh, but he uh, had a hit 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 game streak or hitting streak of of twelve games. I think twelve is what it was. games to start his major league career. God, I couldn't spit that out. That was hard. Um, but being a Cardinal fan, that was pretty cool to watch. It was, that was, it was awesome. Especially being as young as he is. You know, you make your big league debut at 24, and yeah. you, if you've done all the rings, it's like, you know, single A, double A, yeah. triple A. It's like, okay, cool. But for a kid to go straight from double A, yeah. I think it says a lot. Um, you know, I say it all the time. I was at the triple A level for a while. Yeah. Um, double A now here in Wichita, and it's... It's it's different, but it's I think it's a better different. I was AAA is just oh, a yeah. lot of guys who have just been around the game for a long time. Mm-hmm. But the game here, you get a lot of the young guys, and it is it's fresher, and yeah. they're here longer. And a guy like Jordan Walker wasn't quite ready last year, and there was some talk that the Cardinals might promote him straight sure. to the big leagues. Yeah, and, you know. We'll see, but I mean, that just kind of proves, and I think he's something special. I've yeah. said it a year ago. I've said it on this podcast several times. Julio Rodriguez is the best player I've seen play at Riverfront Stadium, but I'm not. I wouldn't be shocked if Jordan Walker is in that same sentence. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not ready to say it yet because Julio was American League Rookie of the Year and just blew everybody out of the water right. last year. But I think Jordan Walker six months from now is going to be the National League Rookie of the Year, uh, and we might say the same thing. Yeah, and and I think now we we I think we now have a good enough uh, group of games. We've, we've now been doing this for what, three years? Three years, yeah. Right, so now I can I can honestly say a lot of people, the negativity about getting double A, double A is the best. Double A is the best. It's by far... The, you get to see all of these guys coming up and being becoming stars right in front of your very eyes, as opposed to what you just said. Triple A, it's a lot of rehab. So yeah, you get those stars. It's a lot of rehab guys. You know? It's a lot of guys that you know go to the big leagues and then get you know then, then kind of filtered out. Yeah, and it's guys that have been around the game for a long time. Not that it's a bad thing. Right. You know, if we played St. Paul in a given game. You know, we played them in a seven-game series. They might win. They probably win the series because they have more experience sure. and whatever. But I think we'd hang in there. But we would probably have more guys. One of the guys that I know with St. Paul, the AAA team for the Twins, we can. He the quote I think it is: "We never have nice things." He goes, "You guys sent us steer." You know, yeah. last year, Spencer yeah. Steer, he was there for two weeks and was gone. You right. guys sent us Matt Walner. He was there for three weeks and he's gone. Louis Varland, three weeks and was gone. Miranda, the same thing. And Eddie Julian yeah. was there a week yeah. and he's gone. And he's made the text comment to me several times that, you know, I mean, he sees we get these guys for full years 100%. and for long times and get the chance to see them. And, you know, our AAA affiliate gets to see him for a brief period of time. Exactly. The way the twins basically do is they want... 
they look at us as the development spot, the right. final step in development, and then they just kind of send them to St. Paul for just to put the icing on the cake. Yeah. The cake is already baked or, or put the sprinkles on and, you know, just the finishing touches and then they're in the big leagues. Exactly. And that's actually a question that I was going to ask is because, I mean, you obviously have the 40 man roster, right? Which is your MLB, you know, whatever you want to think of it as. But I mean, is triple a kind of like, Hey, if you've got an injury, you need somebody that's either seasoned or right. somebody who, who you're on the fence for, you need to be able to put them in immediately. And so sometimes for those triple, guys it kind of doesn't it just kind of kind of become a holding ground if for it comes a guys? holding ground it's like an insurance policy right exactly So like brooks lee's the number one twins prospect he's a shortstop he can play third he can play second you know he's 21 years of age he's not ready for the big leagues you don't want to throw him to the wolves and have him get kicked in the teeth right and then have him get shot back and his confidence be blown if an injury would happen at the minnesota level where they need an infielder like that, they would call a guy that you probably already know his name that's been in the minor leagues or the major leagues for five or six years to be a short-term yeah, Band-Aid right. and not call Brooks Lee. And that's the type of guys that are sitting in AAA. Exactly. When, when we have these guys in AA, which we're trying to develop them into stars, and we're going to keep them for longer, so we're going to see them for longer, and that is the, I guess, the the, I don't even know what you call it, like the algorithm or the... Oh, man, I'm trying to think of the best way to to build a player up in order to put them in the major leagues and become successful. I think so. So so we get to see those guys longer. I think the last thing you want to do is get a guy up there, shoot him up there really fast. Yeah. What happens if you what if you don't have success? Yeah. There's all these articles in the newspapers and on the Internet and sports talk shows and they're talking and then. Even though a player, a lot of them try to block that out, yeah. it's tough. If you don't have success at the double A level, there's an article, maybe one. Yeah, you exactly. Know, yeah. You know, they're not hammering you on the post game show every night mm, that you went over right. four with three strikeouts. Right. You know what I mean? There's a softer way of getting you prepared for the roller coaster, the ups and downs that it is. Yeah. And I was thinking the word I was thinking was formula. Yeah. That's what I was saying. I couldn't get it out. No, and there is a formula. And there's guys that it has happened and have had failures and it's tough. Sometimes it takes years to get them back. Yeah. But now we're 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 basically on fire. We're we're getting going and it's finally here. We've got finally here. Yep. We've got this uh, series that we're finishing up now. We're gonna be on the road the following week and that will be you said in Tulsa. Tulsa for a week and then we're right back home against the Cardinals again. So, so the Cardinals have some. I know you're a Cardinals fan, right. so I hope to see you at the park, and uh, you'll see some up and coming yep. potential St. Louis Cardinals prospects. I always say potential because you know Stephen Cruz, who was the kid that was our closer last year yep. for a while, 102 mile an hour at top to time straight so fire. He is with Kansas City's Double A team right now because mm-hmm. he was involved in a trade for mm-hmm. Michael A. Taylor. So. Just because you might be a Cardinals fan or right. a Royals fan or a Rangers fan, doesn't mean that these guys might not play for you at some point. That's Spencer correct. Steer is currently a Cincinnati Red. Yep. Not that we have a ton of Reds sitting around here, but right. and there were some other wind surge players playing for some other teams. Uh, yep. You know, Calvin Fauche, who was with our ball club in 2021, was part of that team that won 13 in a row in Tampa yeah. to start the season. So yeah. I mean, there, there's a guy that kind of went under the radar, but you know, is a is a wind surge player that 
is still up there, and it's still you know bouncing back and forth between the two spots. Yep, and we got the great season coming up. But really quickly, I do want to make an announcement. We were we were told that uh, if you were at the game on Friday night, correct? Uh, Friday night, uh, the fireworks were canceled because of a wind advisory. It was heavy winds, and also possibly you even said drought could come into play. So if you got fireworks blowing around and it could start a fire, they they decided to uh, cancel the fireworks show uh, on Friday night. And uh, so you can take that same ticket, right? And you can go take to any the, game. Any game. Yeah, it's any game for the rest of the season. Yeah, we so. understand when people buy a f- fireworks night ticket, right? they expect fireworks. Sure. So when it doesn't happen, it's it's a big disappointment. Right. So, so I think it was the right thing to do. Obviously, um, the fire marshal gets involved with fireworks. Fireworks are dangerous. Yeah. So, you know, that was the case. And, you know, I think it was the right call. And they'll make up the fireworks at some point. Sure. I haven't heard a potential date yet, but we'll get that on social media. And Good deal. there'll be a makeup at some point but it doesn't mean you have to come to that game you can come to any exactly but again guys we got an excellent season of wind surge baseball i'm really excited tim's excited that's why he's loud um but (laughs) but, you know it is what it is but we have a good time and uh we're gonna keep doing this uh uh, podcast episode with the schedule i know your schedule is gonna be a little bit off mine's gonna be a little bit off but we will try to keep this as up to date we like to be in person doing it we tried to zoom thing and it's it's, it's, not as fun it's not as much fun but if yeah but yeah, just shoot us some tweets and stuff Absolutely. like that. If you want us to talk about certain topics, we we will get off subject. It's not all wind surge, <laughs> but uh, you know we, we like to get into that. It's all baseball for the most. It's part. It's all baseball for the go. most part. Yeah. Uh, but again, exciting season to come. Thank you so much, Tim Grubbs, for coming and doing this with me. I sincerely do appreciate it, uh, guys. Uh, make your way down to Riverfront Stadium. Root on your wind surge, and ladies and gentlemen, as always, surge up. Swing, bada bada swing. Swing, bada bada swing, bada bada swing, bada bada swing.